0: Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my wonderful, lovely co host, Linda Franklin. And we are visiting today with our resident intuitive, Lori Johnson. And we're going to talk today about what we can expect in the new year. Now, Linda and Lori, I watched the inauguration. I watched everything and enjoyed it. And I felt a weight lifted off my shoulders. And I've I've noticed that people are happier. Posts on social media are happier. It's like this whole shift happened. Um, And it's been a wonderful thing because I was really getting tired of the pounding of fear and anger. And it's wonderful not to see a certain, Leader on the TV all the time, upset and angry, especially for somebody like me who doesn't like conflict.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting year. And it did start off, I felt the same relief through the entire day. Um, it felt very, very strong, and it has continued since then. And I think part of it is that there is no input from the outgoing president, there's no Twitter or any of his normal communications. So if we want to shift and even people who are still following him and rabid about it, want to shift. They don't have that constant push to make sure that um, they have to stay on point, that they have to be listening, that they have to get their own disappointment and their own frustration. They don't have a place to put it. So with that and with actual leadership now, that is about moving us forward, moving all of us forward, not just a section. It just makes it easier. Plus the energy, um finally, with that burst on the sixth, that was like the burst of the last of the old age power over masculine identity. It's, you know, bigger, harder, stronger, faster energy. All that stuff has just dissipated. So with the inauguration, it was like closing a door that had been closed most of the way anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, you know, even my dad, who's a, you know, a huge Republican, uh, I, you know, and identifies a lot with that, that masculine energy that you talk about in that, you know, bigger, stronger, you know, he's mil- ex-military or retired military. Um, he even said he felt like all of this thing was building and he, he said it was almost like a pimple or a blister. And then it just popped on the sixth, where everybody's just like, "Okay, you know, this is enough." Like even even staunch supporters, like my father, was like, "This is too far. Like this is not this is not okay." And that was really amazing for me to see, given that you know he's a blow it up and ask questions tomorrow kind of guy.
2: Well, that's what happened though with the storming of the Capitol is that. No matter how destructive it was, if you compare it to other attempted coups or other coups that leave hundreds, if not thousands of dead in the wake, dead by like machete or machine gun, that this was undirected. If you talk about 10,000 people being there, maybe less than a hundred were actually prepared for doing something. And the rest of them, if you look at the video of when they were on the house floor, what did they do? They walked around, they didn't know what to do next. They could upset desks, they could steal a computer, but that's nothing compared to what a real coup would be. So this is, typical ex-president, that he came in with a big blowhard situation, but his answer to a big blowhard situation is then to shift to another big blowhard situation. So you're always in a state of constant chaos, and yet when one chaos is finished, it's supposed to then become cohesive. This did not become cohesive. Yeah. You know,
3: Laurie, I just have to, you know, say kudos to you, because, you know, you've been on this show several times, and we've been doing this for what, maybe five years. And you have been so spot on on all of the changes that have happened in this planet, not just this country, but this planet. And, um, you know, I look back, I mean, to the to the me too of the the rise, you know, the being in the Aquarian age now, when it's about women. And, you know, back then, it was like, hmm, I, you know, I don't know, but there's been so many things that happened so quickly that you predicted, it just, you know, it's kind of mind blowing. And, um, you know, I guess the thing that's on most people's minds now, I mean, there was, there was the, the political part and of course there's the national health emergency part. Um, so yeah, I've, I felt a, a load off my chest when I saw the inauguration and Biden come in with all his positivity, but I still have to say that I'm, I'm kind of stressed because of COVID, because every day you get so much information. And that, that's pretty scary to most people. And then on top of that, trying to get a vaccine is like, oh, my God, you could tear the hair out of your head because it's so poorly organized. And you can spend hours and hours online and get nowhere. So um, I just want your input on that. Because again, you've been so spot on on everything else. Let's hear what you have to say
2: about this. Um, COVID has its own path. Whether this was man-made or it was a natural thing, it has its own path. And the path is no matter what the vaccine is going to do or what's going to happen with that, which will be a lot more organized, even within the next week. Um, COVID is gonna last until the end of May and there's not going to be any real relief. We are probably going to have about a million dead just in the United States alone. We're getting close to that, I mean, half to that. Uh, predicted before the end of February but the point of it is last year when it came in it is a lesson it is a shift as it always has been as every pandemic has been it's a shift in being able to get a new perspective to end something and to see something else and last year when it came in We quarantined for a while and then we got sick of that and then we came out of it and we went back to exactly where we were before exactly the same mindset exactly the same actions and nothing changed except it brought up more that you can't tell me what to do feeling which is end of piscean age it's all about me now we're into the we energy but part of that is we've got to know who we are as an individual before we can know who we are as a country as a group as groups of people in community And that's what this is. This is bringing us into a very, very close having to focus on self, which most people never do. How many people do you know that you ask, do you know who you are? Do you know why you're here? And do you know where you're going? And they don't have a clue. I used to teach meditation and to have the first class, first thing we do is for five minutes, sit in silence without moving. And Nobody could do it because we're not used to being in that self space. Mm -hmm. So the pandemic gave us an opportunity opportunity to do that last year we didn't get it so it comes back with a vengeance it never really went away but i mean the levels of it could have been controlled
1: laurie and linda i'm just going to stop you guys for a minute because i want to thank our sponsor our sponsor has been with us for over a year now and we are so grateful to have best fiends as our sponsor because without companies like best fiends we wouldn't be on the air and best fiends is one of those can't put it down mobile puzzle games that's free to download has over a hundred million and downloads. It's a five star rated mobile puzzle game and it's a must play. And I'm going to tell you guys, I play it. I play it every day. Sometimes I play it to wind down at night. Sometimes I play it while I'm waiting for my kids. And when I'm really annoyed, um, most of the time it's with traffic or hitting like every red light on my way home. And my kids are in the car and it's just a mess. And so when I need to blow off some steam, I like to play Best Fiends because it's a an adventure. It's fun. It's casual. It's one of those games that never gets old and it has thousands of levels plus new content and events added every time. And that means, you know, when it's Valentine's Day, there's cute little heart things. When it's, you know, different holidays like Thanksgiving, it's really fun and it kind of gets me in the mood. And when I need to unwind, I can always count on Best Fiends. Like, always like they have never let me down and the puzzles are challenging but they're not so hard that they add to your daily frustration the music is great and I get to play with my friends um, all over the country so we can be together even though we can't be together if you're ever worried about running out of levels don't be there 5,000 levels and counting and there's always another update and always something fun to look forward to so I encourage you to download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the
2: R, Best Fiends, friends without the R.
1: Lori, I would love for you guys to share some of your thoughts about the vaccine.
2: The vaccine, I'm sorry to say, is not going to do anything to stop it. It's going to stop on its own. It will burn itself out from what I've seen at the end of May, but that's there because... We need to have it really intense, that really intense lesson, and then it'll be over. And if you look at all the pandemics that have happened, even the plague, they ran their course and then they stopped. They didn't have a vaccine for the plague. They didn't have a vaccine for the Spanish flu and they didn't have a vaccine for SARS or for H1N1, and both of those in modern times burned themselves out. So this will burn itself out. We will have like rainbows and happiness and munchkins singing during the summer. And when we get to the end of summer and we start getting into cooler weather, the biggest thing that's going to happen is there's gonna be a fear factor that COVID is gonna come back. It won't, when it's done, it's done, but we will get a new version of the flu, which people will be freaking out about because any vaccine that is going to be for that is for a version of it that has already happened, not the version that's coming in. Nice. So the point of this is to go inside self, to learn about self because we need that knowledge in order to connect with others in order to then move forward.
3: So Lori, do you think then that the vaccine is a band aid for a lot of people um, looking, for, looking for an end, looking to be protected, but not willing to go inside and, and, and help themselves?
2: It is a Band-Aid, and it's a very ineffectual Band-Aid, I would say, because we've got different versions of the pandemic that are coming out. And no matter what is said, we're still talking that this only passed first trials. They don't know what it's going to do. People needed it as a band I think I think it was brought forward and offered to people as a Band-Aid because it was trying to wipe out the fear more than it was to wipe out the disease. So yeah, it's a Band-Aid, but The energy is there, the work is there because uh, on self because of isolation, because whether somebody gets the vaccine or not, they don't know, again, if that makes it that they can't pass it on. So theoretically, it protects one individual. So what happens, though, is you still have to isolate, you still have to wear a mask, you still have to be careful, because they don't know how it is transmitted with the vaccine. So that doesn't really matter with how it's spread. And if the spread is still there, we're still going to have to deal with it one way or another. Yeah. Well, and I have a question for you, Lori.
3: Because... Ooh, cattail. <laughs> yeah, cattail. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: who's that? Who's that? This is away? Perry. Here, let me show you Perry. This is there my little. So, oh, is uh, a beautiful
1: Beautiful sable cat with green eyes just walked by Lori's screen, which what what made Linda and I have a chuckle. So we're going (laughs) to welcome Carrie to the show today. Um, Lori, when people say, um, get to know self, get back to self, like I get that on a, like, I can understand the words, but what, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean for somebody like, like, you know, use me as an example. I'm a mom. I have two kids. Who, who is self? (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh well if you look at what you want and what you do um oh hell i lost you guys are you still there yeah we're here, we're here. okay we're here. i can't see you i'm sorry I, I messed up um what you do and what you want to do will give you the first indication because most of the time we do things because it's required because we took a certain job or we took a certain path or we married a certain person um, and it's not what we wanna do. And I'm not saying that if you're a businessman and you've always wanted to go into dance that then all of a sudden you go into dance, but it's like, be aware of how much you've compromised who you are because of a path you've chosen that was based basically on how society has indicated you should be. That's the first thing, because we don't. I mean, you do what you need to do, uh, and it takes you away from who you are. The self-identification is being aware. Even if you can't change anything, at least be aware of what you want and uh, what your intuition is telling you. And the thing is, everybody's got intuition. We're not really taught to develop it, but we've got it. And it's also on a soul level, on how old a soul is when they're in this lifetime, on how they deal with it, meaning young souls are not going to be as in tune as older souls are or middle souls or whatever, but everybody's got it. Everybody's got an ability to be able to feel things, and that's getting more developed in the Aquarian age, but be able to feel things that are going on around. It's it's just another sense that we haven't developed because Piscean Age was very linear thinking, but logically going into the Aquarian Age, as we move more into the balance of the right and left, left hemispheres of the brain, we get into that being able to access information that is not with our five senses and being able to assume that and trust that, then you know more about yourself. But basically the first thing would be to divide what I'm doing because I have to, because I set myself on a certain path and what is inside me, what is part of me that is compromising. And again, it doesn't mean you have to change it. It means first off, just be aware of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Lori, what are you seeing in your practice with, with the people that you deal with? Um, are they are they scared out of their wits uh, or are they beginning to do what you you know, said, going inside and looking for what they really want out of life?
2: Most people, I would say the majority of people are in the second half, that they're the ones who are very grateful in kind of an ashamed way that the pandemic is there because it's given them an opportunity to stop having to move so fast, stop that bigger, harder, f- faster energy. and able to pause and breathe and find out what they really want and many people have changed jobs they've changed um, locations because they didn't like where they were or started new businesses that have a heart concentration to them Um, there are some people that call that are afraid but these are also young souls the ones that call that are talking about they don't know what they're going to do and am I going to catch COVID and questions all about Uh, the fear factor, these are younger (laughs) souls who are in transition, but they don't trust that everything is going to be okay. Um, Most people, though, are looking at what they need to focus on this year in order to support themselves and everybody else. There's a, a huge community of we that is coming in that's already shown itself in my readings. What percentage of the, of the, let's just go with the
3: United States, what, what percentage of the people in the U.S. have to kind of change and go in that direction for it to be like a permanent um change that will just keep on going and getting stronger and stronger
2: okay the cool thing is it's guaranteed to continue and get stronger and stronger because the aquarian age energy the vibration of it does not accept the piscean age lower vibration it just doesn't, It's we can't go backwards. When you reincarnate, you don't reincarnate as a cockroach, you reincarnate as a next level up. And this is where we're going, we're moving forward. And the Aquarian age pretty much guarantees everybody who is still in that Piscean age mentality has lost their power. They lost it on December 21st when we had an astrological event that changed it into Aquarian Age energy that technically was the same event that started the Renaissance Age the last time. And then we had the big explosion of the leftover battery-powered nuclear fuel that fueled the Piscean Age on the 6th when that just kind of exploded. So people who are still in that mentality, um, it's not that they have to change and they have to shift because many of them as younger souls just won't. But the fuel for their anger, the fuel for their frustration um, that the ex-president gave them a focal point for is not there anymore. And not because he's gone, but because the energy has shifted. There's no leftover Piscean Age energy. There's no lower vibration there. So being in that higher vibe, it's almost impossible for us to think about it because we've had 2,000 years of this lines and squares, left hemisphere, logical mentality that did not deal with our spiritual side or our creative side but that's what the aquarian energy comes in it brings it to us so people who have been disgruntled people who have been following blindly because they thought there was an answer there not only got disillusioned by what happened on the sixth but then they've got to be able to survive on their own and they will learn Uh, not like putting them down in any way it's not about that but just on the level of where they're coming from very self-involved very like five-year-old energy of finding self through throwing their ego at somebody else and finding out how that person reacts to them. And they learn from that. So we've got lots of lessons that are going on for these people, but they are going to be very personal lessons that are not going to be like group lessons, not like the group lessons that we had with people massing to cause destruction. The general energy of the Aquarian age is an uplifting energy. It is a higher vibe. It is a vibe of first time in human history about, um, Equality and harmony and communication and humankind, not mankind, that is inevitable. We can't go backwards from that, and we can't avoid it. So, people who don't even know that they're in that, it gives them more peace than they've had for the last four years. Um, <laughs> even though they may not think of it like that, but they won't be fueled in their anger anymore. Having more women in power, kind of you know,
3: power positions now will that really start to make a big difference as well?
2: Yeah, more women, more people of color, more people who represent the entire country, that will make a huge difference. Plus, we've got smarter people that are taking over. There are only a couple of people in Biden's cabinet that I don't care for. And I don't, I don't like them because of you know, who they are, I just don't like their energy. They'll still do a good job, there are only two of them out of all the people that he's named, but yeah, women are coming in with sensibilities, but women of color very specifically because of their experiences, because they have been made tougher and smarter just by necessity, um, this is going to make a huge difference all the way down the line because it's about the balance. It's not even about let's all go to woman power. It's about the equality of everything, about the balance of everything. So there's going to be a little shift where there is a pendulum swing to the other side, that there's going to be more of a female presence, and then it will balance out pretty quickly um, to be more equal because the energy isn't about one side or the other. First time, again, in human history, 26,000 year journey that we are now in balanced energy, not female lessons, not male lessons being predominant, but that equality lesson. Yeah. So Biden's mantra of unity
3: goes goes a long way, you know, across the board. Yeah. He's speaking Aquarian age. He
2: doesn't even know it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well it's has got look okay. at You know, you look at logic and you go, okay, you've got, you know, you've got however many million people in the United States, what, 330, I don't know what the current number is, but you have all these people. And then if you look at, you know, leadership, how can you not feel resentful if there's no representation of, you know, of, of gender, of color, of, you know, even, you know, national origin, I mean, because these are things that are vitally, you know, cherished by people. So when you look at bringing the fear down, just the, just the inclusion of different groups. Can, can start mitigating some of that resentment of there's no one in Washington, there's no one in power there that's like me or could represent me and I know that's a selfish way to look at it but when we make our, you know, like our rainbow government, that's what I call it, we make our rainbow government and we have all colors of the rainbow, we know smart people and, and, and leaders come in all shapes and sizes so why should we be so afraid to have a diverse government because because What we had wasn't working, you know, and that's that that's a big thing of like, everybody was so afraid a month ago, you know, and not just not just of the, the, the pandemic, but, and we were getting tired, you know, I think as a world we were getting tired of the fighting because it wasn't getting anywhere.
2: Yeah, but it was the great negative lesson. We had to get it. And if we had gotten it, we wouldn't have needed the sixth. We wouldn't have needed an insurrection in order to bring a focal point to everything. But this is even with the politics, even with the pandemic, that's literally like 20% of the change that's going on on the planet. The energetic shift that's underneath everything is what has caused the fear because you get these men who have been in power and it wasn't just men who were afraid, but predominantly men, men who have been in power for 2000 years for every time they reincarnated for 2000 years. And now they're in an energy that changed under their feet that they don't know who they are. If they can't tell everybody what to do. Right. And it's scary. I mean, we had a, a microcosm of that in 2008 when we had the crash and people who had been in positions of CEOs or up there making all that money, having their kids in private school and driving the big cars and having the big houses. And all of a sudden they had nothing. And most of these men did not do whatever they needed to do in order to make sure the family survived. Right. Most of them just shut down. I, don't You know, Lori, I can tell you that that's like yeah, you, you
1: just gave the the like the single moms like hurrah for everything, <laughs> because that's what happens when the rug pulls out in front of you. If you're a power and control junkie, like I was married to one and I've got a lot of friends who are them. As soon as everything changes, they can't mobilize, they can't flex, they can't bend, they can't resource, they just sit around and they rue what's happening instead of getting to the, the root of the problem and going, okay, what can I do? They just sit there railing at, this is unfair. This isn't right. This is wrong. Blah, 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 blah. And they spend all their energy on the, on the, um, what do you call it? The, the resistance of the change versus just going, okay, it's all changed. Let's deal with what is, and what can we do?
2: Yeah, it's been, um, a big lesson in remembering that we as human beings are very adaptable yes. and we have forgotten that. And basically, this kind of pomposity and arrogance has been building since we got into the industrial age where things could move forward really quickly and people could get rich really fast. And so there got to be an arrogance that isn't really that old. I mean, yeah, you know, we've got. Uh, European arrogance that goes along with everything we're better than everybody else but that's been going on in society forever, but we are adaptable and that was our first big godsmack of learning how to remember that we're adaptable and when that kind of thing happens for the good of all humankind, you do get individuals that are just not going to do it and you know that's their personal lesson big lessons going on, karmic lessons, you know, get young souls that get all the power that they want, and then they get it taken away from them to see how they'll learn something, because everything is about a lesson on how we develop as individuals, how we develop as society. Lori, what
3: what big events, I mean, you're looking, you know, through the whole year, we're only in January, Um, what big events do you see this year that are, you know, are going to really impact impact us as you know as americans as as or or inhabitants of the
2: planet. Okay, this is very exciting. This is going to be a really roller coaster year in a good way because it's kind of like I've written about, you know, you get on a roller coaster to get scared to death, but if you can't handle that, you don't get on it in the first place. So this is literally like in 2000 we were pushing the car up that big hill one by one, each one of us pushing our own personal car to the top of the hill on the roller coaster, that first hill. Now the time is get into the car, lean forward. Everything else is taken care of. So the first event that is going to be huge for us, and it is pretty much the deciding event for the rest of the year, we had a precursor of that on December 21st with an astrological event that brought in the Aquarian Age and got rid of the rest of the Piscean Age energy. But where we are on the 11th and 12th of February, which is depending on where you are in the country or in the world there is an event, an astrological event of seven planets in Aquarius. The first time that has happened in 1400 years. And what that does is it brings in, we're already in this Aquarian age energy, but this is like, again, that door is just opened. Now it just throws those doors wide open and we're moving forward. So we're getting that while we're still in the pandemic, because it is going to be a personal uplift, a personal revelation first, and then it's going to sweep through the world. So when we get to June... And obviously, it's not going to be on May 31st, the pandemic ends, and then June is clear. But around that time, what we're going to do is literally like be coming out of shells, be coming out of quarantine or isolation. And it is, and I keep hearing every time I think of June, I get sunshine, I get rainbows and the birds singing like it's a Disney cartoon, and I get the munchkin singing, we're out of the woods. (laughs) That's what it feels like. So there's this big uplifting feel. And two and a half of the industries that are really going to take off like crazy one of them is the entertainment industry and I mean all version of the arts every version of the arts in dance and song in movies and theater in just people you know their paintings because now if you put a painting online everybody in the world can see it when we had the renaissance age the first time the music that was played in Europe the vibration of that People in South America and Africa didn't actually hear it, but the vibration of it went all over the world and changed consciousness. We're going to be doing that in the summer, and the leading aspect of that is going to be the arts in all different versions of it. The other industry that's going to take a huge... Boon is going to be the metaphysical industry and I mean legitimately the metaphysicians who really know what they're doing not the people who go for a weekend shaman seminar and then they think they're shaman I mean people who have been studying this people who have been working at this for a long time because people who stepped into the Aquarian age and had no idea what they were doing don't know what to do now don't know how to deal with their own personal energy where do I go what am I supposed to be thinking about and so there will be A lot of people who do the healing, who do the counseling, even if it's not considered psychic counseling or spiritual counseling, but people who are on track of being able to see the bigger picture are going to help. And we're also going to have a big travel boom because people are going to want to move. They're going to want to get up and travel and go to other countries and stay. And there are going to be deals from all the places that are all over the world that will want people to travel and to go and visit. When we get into September, it literally is like calming down, but it doesn't stop the energy that we started in the summer. It's going to be calming down. And there are other astrological events. We have, I think, four eclipses this year instead of six from last year. And every time we get those, it's kind of like a recentering or... um, Uh, putting us up on a higher level. We level up with each one of those things. We're going to feel all the moons, the new moons, very specifically the day before the new moon, which is called the dark of the moon, when there's no lunar influence. So literally, if you don't have yourself straight and know who you are, it's going to like discombobulate you so that you can figure it out the full moons do the release. So we're going to be feeling those every single month more and more. And each time it's like step up, step up, step up. Some of it will be little steps, but on the February 11th, 12th, that's going to be the big step that sets the mood for the entire year.
3: That's encouraging.
2: That's <laughs> very After what we've been through, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, the stuff that The stuff that Biden is doing is actually going to go pretty fast. And people are talking about it's going to take years and years to repair the damage that the previous president did. No, it's not. Because we're all now, not all of us, but the majority of us, even if now it seems like it's a slight majority of us, are into that moving forward thing. But with that moving forward thing, it means people who are against that are still going to benefit from it. So they won't really have that much to complain about are we going to take care
3: of the planet? Are we going to do into global warming and, and you know green and all I mean that's the planet is screaming I, we need help don't don't kill us anymore. than we are I'll, or I'll turn around and kill you with the climate. I mean you know the, the you know between the fires in California and the severe rainstorms and and the tornadoes and the whatever is happening it is just it's so severe every time it happens, that it's like, okay, you're not getting it, you're not getting it, come on, something's yeah. going on here.
2: It is. Um, we had an event, um, if you remember the eclipse in August of 2017, that went over the entire United States. Uh, in the Mayan calendar, when we get to the end of a cycle, an end of a day of mankind, the way that it was determined was there is the central sun of our universe and we would have an eclipse from that sun when the sun came out from whatever was obstructing it from affecting us we were then in a new age so when we had the eclipse that went over the united states when the sun moved out from behind the moon well you know how astrologically that's how we perceive it we were in a new time that the earth said you didn't do the work I don't care what happens now. I've got to take care of myself because up until that point, she had been stopping herself from making transition. She had a birthday on December 21st, 2012, which was a lift in her energy, but she stopped herself from really having a revelation to make sure that we were okay and giving us an opportunity to step in and do redo the damage that we did. We didn't. So basically on that day in August, she just said, hands off, you guys are on your own now. And following that, we got the hurricanes and the fires, and that's going to continue um, until we take control. Because basically, we can't kill the earth. She can kill us, but she loves us, and we're in a symbiotic relationship, so she's not going to do that. She could get rid of a lot more of us, hello pandemic, but she doesn't need to do that because she threw the pandemic out, which in truth could have been as bad for the entire world as if everybody was Puerto Rico after the hurricane. It could have been that bad when we didn't have any services, we didn't have running water, we didn't have anything that was available to us. We don't need it that bad. We're still being given the opportunity to grow up. And yes, we will grow up. But the really, really cool thing is that the kids that are coming in now that have been coming in since 1989 and since 2012, these kids already have an innate connection with the earth, an innate protection of the earth, an innate understanding of the we energy. They're already there. It's kind of like they're the ones who are in their own energy. We are now just visiting. But yes, there are so many people that are conscious that are coming into power or not the power over, but just in leadership roles that will force this. And not every country in the world is like that. Like we don't have everybody in this country who is conscious of that or really cares about that because it's all about do I get a beer tonight, I don't care if it, you know, that it litters on people or just causes a problem or kills fish in the ocean, don't care about that. But those are the young souls. The young souls have had their day, not anymore. Now it is about the leaders and the souls in transition that are going to make sure we get there. It's a slower process, but our first thing is get ourselves straight and then we can get everything else straight. And we're already working on that.
1: Well, and I can attest to the to the the young people. You know, I've got a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old in my house and I watch his their social media and I watch the social media of their friends. I listen to their conversations. I hear their arguments at the dinner table and every once in a while, my dad and I will look at each other after dinner, like cleaning up, doing the dishes and the kids will go upstairs, you know, to do their homework. And we're like, where does this come from? You know, like this knowledge of, you know, of, of the world and the earth and, you know, equality and, and, you know, and this isn't taught in schools, you know, we, we live in a very kind of Christian conservative private school area, so they're not getting fed all this stuff, you know, as part of their school doctrine, and these were things that the kids had from the get go you know the concept of sharing the concept of of equality the concept of color blind you know or race blind you know things like that and it's been very interesting to watch them grow up cuz you know i think i told linda last week max blew a gasket and just fired all over social media which is unlike him about you know wake up this is stop being blind and this is what you know you need and he got a lot of pushback from his friends but he didn't back down and he's like look think about it and he goes just listen to me he said stop listening to the media listen to me just I've done a hundred hours of research on all of this let me explain to you and you know five or six teens shifted from one to the other not because they were brow beaten but because they were educated and I look at these two kids going where did you get that like that that's just you know bonkers maybe maybe their mother had something to do with it too <laughs> well, maybe a little bit, but I see the poems that, you know, the kids in in the, the high school are writing. They're, they're writing poems that reflected that little doll that spoke at the inauguration. Oh, my Sandy God. Oh, what hope. what hope. What hope and what vision and what like it gives me chills this little slip of paper, you know, from Harvard that's maybe 100 pounds soaking wet powerful words that 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 resonate like it did reverb through the universe didn't you think so
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah it was incredibly powerful but that's also the um, the same energy that AOC has that intelligence with the fire to be able to use it to be able to speak clearly and perceive it's like uh, What's AOC AOC oh I'm sorry Andrea Ocasio Cortez The Congresswoman uh, from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Um, But the energy is the same. It is that enlightened energy. It is the we energy, but it is bringing that intelligence through so that uh, people who are talking about it I mean, even you talk about Pete Buttigieg has the same energy where it's just all the intelligence packaged into forward with enlightenment phase, whether they're saying that or not, that's the energy that they're bringing. And kids, I mean, people call me because they have little kids and they want to know how the kids are going to be, you know, if they're going to be successful and pretty much all the kids now I'm looking at, and these are bright lights. You can see, you can feel the light in them and the intelligence. And even if they're going to be plumbers, the idea is that what they are bringing to the world is this lift of consciousness all the way down the line. And they come in like that. When my kids were young, you know, they hit the computers and they knew more about it than I did. They knew more about it than their father did when they were five years old.
1: And there's yeah. a light. Like, that's the thing that I yeah. think is different. Because I spend a lot of time with a lot of smart people in tech. You know, these are really smart people. But the older ones don't seem to have this light. And the younger ones come in with this look what I can do. Look what we can do together. You know, they're the, the they're, they're Like we had the zero summers that were like, if I take a piece of pizza, there's less for you. And there's more for me. And now I see this whole generation, you know, of people that are like, you know what, how about we figure out how to make a bigger pie? Like, you know, like instead of me taking from you, you taking from me, let's make a bigger pizza. Like, let's make let's make two pizzas. And that's really fun and exciting to watch that shift in the belief system, which means if I have something that means less for you, no, how about we both get more?
2: Yeah, it's that Piscean age mentality in a box that only uses the left hemisphere of the brain that thinks in lines and squares. And if you can't prove it in science, it doesn't exist. And what we're coming into is these kids, don't even know there's a box that they're supposed to think in, which also means that when you're in the school system, the school system is very, very, very structured within the Piscean Age, and that's not where these kids are thinking. So you get a lot of them labeled with um, learning disabilities when it's like they're not having a learning disability, the way they are taught is the disability, because these people are in the old way of thinking and that you memorize things, you don't feel what you're learning. When you use both sides of your brain, you feel what you're learning and you remember it in your soul. You don't remember it just in left hemisphere brain cells.
1: Right. And, and the, you know, when you talk about, you know, the, the learning disabilities or what I love is the behavioral just, you know, the, 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 we've got to change your son's behavior. We have to change your behavior, Miss Beck. You know, that's what I heard my whole life as I, you know, change, you have to change to fit into these boxes. And, you know, it's a reason why I own my own media company. I run my own, you know, office. I'm a single mom. You know, yes, do I have commitment issues? Probably. Do I have a hard time getting along with others? Probably. You know, <laughs> But it's because there's other ways. There's not just one way. And that's what makes it really exciting. When I look at the people that are being put into position of powers, we have new ideas. Now, is every idea going to be perfect? We're going to have unicorns and rainbows tomorrow? No. But we have an opportunity to expand our thinking. We have an opportunity to expand what we can do. Because what, and I keep going back to this, what we were doing wasn't working. It's just that simple. Like it wasn't working. And no matter how hard you pound that rock, it's still a rock. It's never going to become, you know, a flower. And so, you know, we have to shift. We have to do something different. And to me, it's very exciting.
2: It is really exciting. We've got another big change, two major changes that are coming up in the next couple of years that change society completely. Uh, One of them is the United States is having what is called a Pluto return. Pluto is a generational planet, and it basically defines civilizations. All civilizations have flourished for 248 years, which is the cycle of Pluto. And when it comes around again, you can either kind of like re-up like the Romans did and the Chinese did and the Egyptians did. But every civilization lasts a multiple of 248 years. The United States is coming up on 248 years in 2023-24. And when that happens, we have to be, and we're getting that. We got that last year, and we're getting that this year. We have to redefine how we started, and if we still stick with that, and if we don't stick with that, we fall from power. We're not going to fall from power. We are going to re-up. We're already doing that in a conscious way, and the kids are coming in, and they're going to be in, in control. But the idea is that this is a shift in consciousness for the entire United States into what our original precepts were the idea of why we founded this country in the first place then gets to be re-upped in this new time. We're also coming to an event that is another Pluto thing where Pluto moves out of Capricorn, which it's been in by that time 15 and a half years and moves into Aquarius. 15 and a half years of Pluto and Capricorn has been about the corporate structure ruling. It's been about revelation. The last time we had Pluto and Capricorn, we had the American Revolution and people born in that time then had the French Revolution. So we're getting done with that. We're not completely done with that. But when we move into the Aquarian Age with Pluto moving into Aquarius, then we lose the need for the corporate leadership. So the corporations in the, you know, like the dinosaur, the dinosaur has the tiny brain of the person who is the CEO. And then there are all these other people that, Um, are working there and they don't have any power, that is going to collapse and there are going to be more community-run businesses or organizations that will replace that, that will be more about us than it is about the one the 1% will not have the 1% anymore. It will take a while for it to like fade, but corporations won't be in charge. But that Aquarian age energy of that unity of that humanity and balance of everything comes in. So the discrepancy between those that are really, really rich and on top will not be there. And it's a 15 year journey. But look at in the 15 year journey we've had of Pluto and Capricorn, how much change has happened just in the last 15 years. It's been tremendous. And the Aquarian age, you know, it usually takes about a 200 year journey, moving into an age change and moving out of the age change. The first 50 years of change in the Aquarian age happened in seven years. We're not messing around. We're moving forward. So in the next couple of years, we will still be seeing a lot of shifting, but it's more about shifting out of what was that didn't work. Because it came to an end. It served its purpose. It came to an end. And now we're shifting into our next journey. And our next journey is about equality all the way down the line, everywhere.
1: Well, and massive change. You know, I did an interview yesterday with a, a New Jersey-based head of a human resource company, and she's all virtual, you know, all of her human resource, uh, people that work with her are, are in their own offices, in their own homes, in their own spaces, and she said the biggest change that she's having to deal with now is all of the people who said, especially women with children, I want to work from home a couple days a week, I want to do, you know, these things, I want to work this way, and, and you know, the control and the, you know, the, the power issue of keeping everybody in their little box and performing, you know, like a, like a copy machine, she said, now the argument is falling flat for these, what you called the, I love that. Like I drew a picture of a dinosaur with a little head and a big body and I put (laughs) a tiny corporate brain up there. But the corporate brain has to expand because we've proven now in many industries that not only are workers more effective from home, not all of them, but some of them, but they statistics show where when they're working in an office, a typical working mother statistically works 35 to 37 hours per week in the office. Now, that's not, you know, taking, you know, into account lunch breaks and all these things, but the actual work time is about 37 hours the working at home mother clocks more like 55 to 60. So the argument is if you're paying somebody X amount of dollars and getting 50 hours of work versus 37 hours of work, What is your, like, what is your economic reasoning for keeping people in this little tiny box? And, you know, they're talking about sharing corporate office space where maybe four people share a double office and, you know, some are in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, some, everybody's in on Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday, you know, we stagger all of a sudden now these big bloated corporate budgets that have to go towards, towards, um, office space can be cut in half. So we're really seeing massive changes in organizations that don't need staff to come in. And that's going to, if it goes the way it's supposed to go, that could increase, you know, our take our traffic down on freeways, it can, you know, it can really shift um, something special Around the world to reduce carbon emissions, to reduce some of these things and start and you know, do a contribution that works for the company.
2: Yeah, and it's going to continue that way, basically, because if you look at the Aquarian Age, Aquarian Age is an air sign. It's got the wavy lines that represent it that people think it's a water sign because the symbol is also a water bearer. Right. But the Aquarian Age is an air sign, and we kind of got a hit on that with the way computers were developed in the 60s with, you know, we're gonna go to the moon with Kennedy and all that stuff because they had to develop communication through the airwaves in order to be able to send somebody to the moon. So that kind of started it, but that's what it is. This is communication through the airwaves. That's what we're developing. And the really cool thing about that with cell phones, with the internet, with things that are all over the world is that it is a precursor to us being able to do that ourselves without needing any technology. Because that's what the Aquarian Age also does. It lifts our vibe and makes us more aware that right now you have a cell phone, you can communicate with anybody in the world who has a cell phone at any time okay, when you develop your psychic ability, which is natural that we're going to be developing and not in our lifetime, will we be able to, you know, communicate with somebody in China, unless we're really trained for that. But that's where we're headed. And this is the precursor. This is that step of taking the physical world and being able to make it be that bridge between the energetic world and our vibrational world. So you know, everything that you said about being able to work from home and about being able to change the corporate structure, we're already doing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you 2020, because it bitch slapped us into awareness. No, thank you. I mean, with COVID, COVID bitched I us in into, into this. And it only
3: if it, if it had happened 10 years before, we wouldn't have had the same response as we have now. Now COVID in the Aquarian age is the beginning of this massive change. Yep, it yeah, is. Everything has a purpose.
2: Yeah. And everything has timing. Hardest thing for this year that I will say generally is that we're still in twilight zone timing because 2,000 years we'd lived A, B, C, D was always going to come next. And we knew that if we did A, B, C, we were going to get D within a certain time frame because that was the rhythm. Now we're doing Aquarian age thinking A, B, C, maybe Q, maybe Z, maybe a letter from another alphabet. It's not linear anymore which means we can't think linearly in time. It comes when it comes, we are not in charge of it. Covid has taken a charge out of our hands. The way, you know, the craziness from last year has happened, that's taken the power out of our hands. So the deal is last year's lesson one of the big ones was to trust. Trust that if you fall back, hand of God's got you. You're fine. And if you think that you've got to control how you fall and who's going to catch you and when they're going to catch you, you're just going to do nothing but cause yourself heartache. It's basically train. Uh, I'm sorry, trust that you're just going to be okay, that everything is already set up and timing is not in our charge anymore. So you do ABC, you'll get it. You'll get it when the time is right. 2020 proved that everything had to come together at the same time in order to shift our awareness for people who didn't want to shift. So we're back to living in the moment. Yeah. Power of now. Yep. Right. Staying present.
1: Well, and one of the things that I noticed, you know, and I would love you guys to share with me your own personal experience. One of the things that happened to me with the COVID restrictions is there was no baseball, no volleyball, no running. You know, like I was running from, like I used to say, I was shot out of a cannon at 6 a.m. in the morning, Lori, and I would fall into bed at 1130 at night. And I would just use all of my energy just to get through the crazy day. Now, with everything going, you know, big screech to a halt, the time that I have to just be quiet, like I'm getting more things where like the phone will ring, I'll have a thought of a person, the phone will ring and pick up, it's that person. That couldn't have, that was always there, I think, that's what I want to ask you, but I couldn't hear it through all the noise.
2: Yeah, basically, that's it. The noise has been stopped so that you can be quiet. And even people who aren't going to go inside self and do the big heavy lifting on you know, their own personal stuff, it still comes down to it is more quiet. You have more time the stress and the factor that's very Piscean age, that bigger, harder, stronger, faster. We don't need that anymore. We need to be in the moment. And one of my big analogies was in 2012, It's was like everybody on the planet was thrown into a raging river. 80% of the people tried to swim against the stream in order to get out to go exactly where they were before. But the point is they're either gonna die or gonna get thrown back in the river. Lay on your back, go down the rapids, look at the sky, see what's going on because the current that you're in will take you exactly where you need to go that you can't consciously know yet. You can be taught to consciously be aware of that. But at this moment, we're not. So it is that flow, going through the flow. And with this isolation, to understand that flow like you did, you get to feel your energy more than the outside energy controlling your life. I didn't even know it
1: was there, Lori. You know, like 15 years of, you know, raising kids and working full time. And I think that's probably true of most people. I didn't even know there was a flow in me or a calm in me. You know, Linda knows she's been, you know, front center for my, you know, chaotic lifetime movie, you know, of San for the last decade. But the quietness... All of a sudden, you know, you hear things. And when I journal now, I hear somebody telling me things. And it's not like, you know, go out and, you know, you know, kill the president kind of (laughs) messages. It's like, okay, just calm down. This is going to be fine. You know, you'll, you'll figure this out or here's, here's a solution. And it's also gentle. And for somebody who always had to push and fight and kick and scream just to be included, It's really strange now to sit down with a simple piece of paper and a pen. Sometimes I light a candle. Sometimes I make a little cup of coffee or a cup of tea and I start writing and the craziest stuff comes out my pen.
2: Yeah, it's the flow. It's being able to not have the noise and to be able to just be quiet. It's again, like with a meditation class, people aren't used to being quiet and they're kind of having it forced on them. And some people will really, really, really appreciate it. And there will be fewer that will not, because you can't hear it, you know, if people hear their own minds, and they really dislike themselves, because they're young souls, and they're still in the process of learning, it's not really going to help them. Well, it's going to help them in the long run, it doesn't seem to help them now. But yeah, there are a lot of people exactly like that, that I have as clients who are feeling exactly the same thing that they get into that zone. And they didn't know that they didn't have to run so fast. They what? never knew that that was an option.
1: And it takes the fear down. You know, like I've been journaling about COVID journaling about, you know, my 87 year old dad lives with me. I have two teenagers, like the super spreader teenagers, like (laughs) the worst thing you can have is a teenager with an 87 year old compromised individual. And whenever I write and I talk about these things, you know, I get these messages that it'll all be fine. Like everything's unfolding the way it should. And, you know, if your father transitions, you know, he transitions and it's not, these are not bad things. These are very good things. And, you know, that's no way, Lori, that stuff's coming out of my head. Like that's coming from somewhere else. Cause mine yeah. is like, oh my
2: God, like what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've all got that capability. But it's again, yeah, the monkey mind has been in charge for quite a long time. And cause we just, again, I'm going to say basically only 200 years, not 2000 years, because we, it was the industrial age that really kicked us into this high gear. But it was like, all right, we're going to do all the Piscean Age lessons that we didn't get done. We're going to do them in 200 years and get them over with. And that's why it's such a strong transition for last year, because it's been push, 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 push. And now you can't push anymore. You can't push in that way anymore. So it is we're all getting that opportunity to be forced into relaxation so that when we start up again, we can start up in a different path, in a difference that will still have some of the pushing because the you know corporations aren't gonna change for a couple of years and that still rules, but the power of that is gone. The consciousness, even for people who are not the kids, people who are older, who were born and raised mostly in the Piscean age, they're getting to that point of being able to ease into a whole new mindset.
1: One of the things, Lori, that I've been, been reading about, and I, I don't know if you know about these, you probably do, but I, I'm just curious. Um, when I was reading a bunch of your stuff, and I was trying to understand frequencies, now I took physics in college. I understand the mechanics of of frequencies, like I get that part of it. But I came across these things called the solfeggio frequency. Oh yeah, I don't even know how to. Is that how you pronounce it? Like, I solfeggio. don't know. Solfeggio. Yeah. Solfeggio. Okay. These solfeggio so s o l f e g g i o frequencies. Yeah. And. I found them on YouTube and Spotify. And then I did some research on them and found out they go back to like the Gregorian chants. They go back to, cause they sounded familiar. And I, I, you know, I heard them in church growing up. I heard them, you know, whether I went to temple, went to church, whether I listened to a hymn, you know, at the, um, you know, when I, when I studied with my friend who, um, is Iranian and I'm like, there is something crazy here going with these tones, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. So I've been using them and they put me to sleep they put me in this weird crazy space when I journal so I'm encouraging everybody to just take a whack at them they're available on Spotify Apple Music Pandora YouTube they're free can you tell me a little bit about what's going on when I when I do those listen to those things on my headphones and within a minute it's like changed
2: yeah, it's like um doing a really intense meditation without doing the meditation. The meditation is done at you and your body adjusts. One of the really cool things about human beings is that we will change our frequency, our vibration to the most fixed vibration near us. This is why crystal healing works. Crystals don't change their vibe and we've discovered through, you know, experimentation and research what crystals reverberate in what parts of the body. So you can put a certain crystal on a certain part of the body, and that part of the body will start to vibrate at the level of the crystal and heal itself. And that's the same thing that solfeggio tones do, is that it is a perfect tone of perfect balance. In, you know, there are like seven of them, but they're for different parts of the body and different uh, vibrations of what you want to achieve. Um, Because if you listen to one, it will put you to sleep. If you listen to another in your middle of the day, it's not going to put you to sleep. It's going to like lift your energy. But that's what it does. It gives your body a chance to vibrate to that perfect tone. And then it gives you that peace.
1: Yeah. Cause it's wild. It's like better than any like drug or drink. Like I've ever taken in my life. And it's, it's also very convenient cause it's always there on my phone. And I even did some research cause you know me, the big old nerd that it can repair DNA like the 528 Hertz or megahertz or whatever is it, hertz?
2: Yeah, it hurts. Yeah.
1: 528 Hertz. Like there's genetic biochemists that have studied this. So, you know, I go back to my, like, right brain, left brain conflict to go, well, there's belief over here. I'm like, oh, there's science over here. That's pretty wild. Is there any negative to doing these things? Like, is there, you know, can I blow my brain out, you know, by using?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it can't blow your brain out. It just balances things. But this is, I mean, if you go back to the hidden messages in water, do you know about those? Yeah, Sure. Okay, where you know the sound was then crystallized and then you could see the difference in how the sound affected people. This is the same thing. There's no negative side here. It's literally like um, When you get into that energy It's like when you do a meditation and you're really deep into it. What you do is you connect with the soul of humankind and what's going on with science moving into the Aquarian age science is always But that's never been recognized that's what you're talking about is that things that science says you can't prove unless it's physical which pisses me off because science is based on here's a theory let's prove it so it's all based on theory in the first place but can't recognize that but still the theory of something and the science of something having a soul gives you that connection gives you the Karelian photography and gives you where we're going to be going is that there is so much more of metaphysics that will be able to be proven, but also won't necessarily need to be as proven as it has been in the past. And tones is one of them. It exists, it works. Science wants to figure out how, that's fine. But yeah, it connects the DNA, it corrects, it helps. Everything is about the healing and healing from the damage that we kind of have done to ourselves.
1: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, and plus science beats up on Pluto. Pluto's my favorite planet. It's been my favorite planet since I was a little girl. I did a report on it. And when they downgraded it just because of some like, you know, scientific hierarchy and said Pluto's like not a real planet anymore. That's when I was like, okay, I've had enough.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that yeah, because science is pompous in its own right. And basically, 2020 and the and the coronavirus. One of its big things is to knock out arrogance. And mm-hmm. science has a lot of arrogance that it will find out is not all that freaking important.
1: No, and it was funny when you were talking about the like the 248 year cycle. I took a bunch of notes and and um, you know how the big change in Pluto uh, coming in in 23 24. All I could think of is Pluto's getting back at the scientists. <laughs>
2: promoting <laughs> it. Yeah, well scientists are just left brain hemisphere geeks and that's wonderful, but they only see half of what's going on. And that half has been in charge. It's not in charge anymore. So there's a lot that there's going to be um understood and woken up in that area. Um, it just becomes everything becomes more balanced. Science becomes more efficient when it's balanced with creativity and spirituality.
1: Absolutely. Linda, do you have anything else to add before we wrap up today's show?
2: No, but I certainly want to get,
3: um, you know, a link to get, you know, I'm going to try those tones. That sounds wonderful. I will,
1: I'll it, send you a bunch of links and we'll put it up on our radio place. But yeah, and it's, it's, just it's immediate eat.
3: and you don't, you know, it's hard for me to meditate, but this
2: sounds like it would do the job. So I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, just as a parting shot with that, with the solfeggio tones, if you don't want to listen to those all the time, yes, get any, any kind of. Uh, music that is Gregorian chants or honestly La- Lady Smith Black Mombazo because you get I don't know if you know them they're the um, the black singing group that was behind Paul Simon on his Graceland album oh. and they have the same thing because there's this um, harmonic multi deep level voice that does this home, home, home under the song all the time. And it's the same healing energy. So play that behind things, especially if you want kids to learn things really well, that stuff underneath everything helps open up both sides of the brain so you remember it better. Fantastic.
1: Love it. Love it. Lori, thank you for being our guest today. How can people find out more about you and book a reading if they choose to want to have a reading or a session with you, which I do regularly? It's really cool. I encourage everybody to do it. Lori did not pay anything to be on today's show. We just put her on because she's fabulous.
2: Thank you. Uh, my website is Lori Johnson Psychic, L A U R I E, Johnson Psychic.com, all one word. And there's information about me, there's ability to book of reading there's stuff like you know how to stop somebody's energy from bothering you how to do house clearing and just general information that's helpful.
1: Love that, love that, and I will just give a personal endorsement here. When I was having problems with my, you know, crazy ex-husband, we did something together, Lori and I, and that brought that level way down. So, if you guys want to learn more about that, if you got somebody that's bothering in you in your life, or you just want to get better in touch with yourself and what's going on, I've had a past life reading with her, which was totally fun, and I still am enjoying the after effects of all that. Uh, find her at lorijohnsonpsychic.com. We'll be back again next week. I want to thank my lovely co-host, Linda Franklin, and we will be back and try out those solfeggio tones. They're free. They can't hurt you. And you're just going to have a lot of fun. We'll be back again next week.